our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning so thankful that we can gather together. Father, we just thank you for the work that you've done in each and every one of these lives, Lord. Those who have been sick that are able to be here this morning and those who you are still uh, completely and in, in sovereign over in, the, in their illness, Lord. We just ask that you would continue to bless them and heal them, Lord, and bring them back to one in a, in a, whole, in a whole peace, Lord. We just ask you that you would be with this service. You would just anoint it, Lord, that you would just reach down and, and open our eyes and, and let us see the message that you have for us here this morning. Lord, each and every one of us are in a special place in our walk. And Lord, that place is right where you've got us. And we just ask that you would just continue to protect, guide, and direct, and bless us in that walk, Lord. And just lead us to where you would have us be. These things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you will, this morning, and I'm, I'm going to go back to Acts. But, uh, you know, I've, I've felt like this... this uh, God has just had this theme in my in my mind and in my heart about one accord, and and how it is so important for God's people to be in one accord. And I, I don't know you've seen week after week it's come up in our message, hasn't it? It's come up that how He uses examples of God's people being in one accord. And again this morning, I want to give you an example, and it's it's an example that you all are very familiar with. But I want you to see again this morning how when God's people are in one accord, the mighty work that he does through that. The mighty work that is established and it is poured out because his people are being obedient. They're listening for his lead and his guidance. And he just blesses that and mighty things take place. So I will, if you will this morning, turn with me to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 6. Again, it's a story you're all familiar with about the walls of Jericho. And it never gets old in my mind. But Joshua chapter 6. And I, as, I was, as I was studying this and reading this, what came to my mind was prayer circles was prayer circles. And I'm not going to, I'll get into that in a, more in a minute. And maybe you can relate the same thing that I relate in that. Joshua chapter 6. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out, none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all of you men of war. You shall go around the city once. This you shall do six days. Now, we're not talking about walking around the sign out front. We're talking about walking around the city. I don't know how spread out and big the city was, but I mean, a small city is a pretty good walk, I would think. But I want you to notice... First of all, the place where Joshua was. He was listening for God, and he was completely obedient and faithful. Verse three, uh, verse 4, 
And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. Now, not only were they going to walk, but they're going to tote the ark. Okay? Now, we're talking about several people. I don't know how many, but a lot. And the seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times. And the priests shall blow the trumpets. Now, I can just tell you, at that moment, Scott would be thinking, what in the world? <laughs> Not only would I be thinking, what in the world, but I'd be thinking, now, I've got to go tell all these people, we're fixing to walk around this city. Six days in a row, and on the seventh day, we're going to do it seven times. They're not going to want to do this. Human nature, right? Verse 5, And it shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when, you're, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. Now, how would you like to stand up and tell that story? That, well, here's what we're about to do, folks. If I came to you next Sunday morning and said, oh, we ain't going to have church. We're going to walk around Cayuga for the next, y'all, don't go to work this week. We've got something we got to do. We're going to walk around Cayuga once every day. Now, don't ask me no questions. And, and next Sunday, we're going to do it seven times. Can, I, can you imagine the looks on the faces that I would get? You go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you go ahead. <laughs> but I want you, I want you to, to put this in perspective of when God tells us that his people have to be in one accord. It's not, that's not that easy, is it? Okay? Verse 6, Then Joshua the son of Nun called the priest and said to them, Take up the ark of the covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of rams horns before the ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, now watch this, Proceed and march around the city and let him who is armed advance before the ark of the Lord. So it was that when Joshua had spoken to the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of rams horns before the Lord advanced and blew the trumpets, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. The armed men went before the priest who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard came after the ark, while the priest continued blowing the trumpets. Now Joshua had commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall any word proceed out of your mouth, until the day I say to you, Shout, then you shall shout. Okay, y'all can't talk, you can't, don't utter a sound until I tell you it's okay to shout. Now, how many of you can do that? Talk about obedience. Obedience. And not only that, but think of the faith they had in Joshua's relationship with God they had no doubt that their leader Joshua 
was where he should be and, had, and, and was in complete fellowship with Almighty God. Pretty amazing, isn't it? Pretty amazing, isn't it? And I'm going to tell you something else. God blessed them because of their obedience and what Joshua told them to do. Same thing applies in our personal lives, in our families. God blesses the wife and children that are obedient to the husband. God blesses the worker in the workplace that's obedient to the, to the boss. And, th and there's nothing in it. I, I didn't say anything about them, the boss and the, and the husband making the right choices all the time, did I? But there's blessings to God's people who are obedient to those that, who are in authority over them. He designed it that way. I've told you before, young people, it's a great thing to think, oh, one day I'm going to be my own boss, I'm going to run my own life. All that's hunky-dory until you get to the truth. And the truth is that you're never your own boss. Because no matter how high you get, no matter how big you get, you always must answer to God. He will always be our ultimate authority. I need Janet. Eleven. So he, he had the ark of the Lord circle the city, going around it once. Then they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. Well, don't you know they had stories to tell at that point, but they couldn't know. Then the seventh priest, bearing seven trumpets of the ram's horns before the ark of the Lord, went and continually and blew the trumpets. And the armed men went before them, but the rear guard came after the ark of the Lord, while the priests continued blowing the trumpets. And the second day they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. So did they six days. But it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day and marched around the city seven times in the same manner. On that day only they marched around the city seven times. And the seventh time it happened when the priests blew the trumpets that Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Now the city shall be doomed by the Lord to destruction and, it all, and all who are in it. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all who are with her in her house, because she did the messengers, she hid the messengers uh, that we, we sent. And you by all means abstain from the accursed things, lest you become accursed when you take of the accursed things and make camp of Israel, a, make, excuse me, and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and iron are considered uh, consecrated to the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpet, and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city.
It wasn't just a hole in the wall. The whole wall fell flat at the shout of the people. I tell you this story because there's power when people's got when God's people are in one accord and being obedient to Him. There's power. Power that we can't put into words. There's healing power. There's delivering power. There's, there's power and security. There, there, there's all kinds of things that, that God's people benefit from when they're in one accord. I think about the, the Golden Girls and the prayer circle. There's power in that. There's power in that. And we take it for granted the power of God's people being of one accord and being of one mind and having one purpose, and that is to glorify Him. And I don't want us to lose sight of that because as we march through time, it's going to become even more important for that, for that power to be on display. Now, I don't mean to make a show of it. That's not what I mean. But I, what I mean is that, that as, we, as we grow as, as a people and as we, as, as we in our church walk, as we get further and further down the road, there are going to come times when, when we are going to be required to lock arms and be of one accord and have that power. It's amazing. It's amazing to me. Look at uh, look at with me at Psalms. Let's see. Look at Psalms thirty-two seven first. You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. Amen. Surround. Just as they surrounded that city, calling on the name of the Lord, being obedient. Do you realize, look at, look at uh, 34, 7, Psalms 34, 7. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him. There's something to that encampment, that circling, isn't it? Therefore, if, if we have walls of Jericho in our life, how should we treat that? We should encamp it and encircle it, being obedient to God and praying for His deliverance. He is, he, is, he is going to provide our security. 34-7. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him. Well, is that not security? I don't know what more security that, that, that we would want. I just lost Joshua.
I think about I think about as we have prayer requests, and I think about circumstances in our life or or that come up in the church, and how quick we we have we have flexed that muscle, so to speak, of prayer for one another. And man, that's so healthy. Man, that is, it's just a wonderful thing. I want you to see this morning how powerful it is and how don't ever think that because we encircle around the circumstance of one of these members or one of these members' families that it doesn't make a difference because it does. It does. We all have walls of Jericho in our life. Everyone's are different. And in order, in order to, to crush those walls... We must be in one accord first, but first we must be in one accord with God. And that's by being obedient, being submissive, and walking in, in, the, in the place that he has us in our walk with him. And if we do those things, then he's going to be faithful to flatten those walls. And which at whatever means that he sees fit. But the walls will come down. Verse 20, so the people shouted and when the uh, priest blew the trumpets. And it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. Then the people went into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. And they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, ox and sheep and donkey, with the edge of the sword. But Joshua had said in the two, to the two men who had spied on the city, go into the harlot's house. And from there bring out the woman and all that she has as, she, uh, as you swore to her. And the young men who had been uh, spies went in and brought out Rahab, her father, her mother, her brothers, and all that she had. So that they brought out all her relatives and left them outside the camp of Israel. What is that a picture of? Deliverance. Deliverance. To me, that's a picture of God's people sitting in this, this, this old world that we think, man, is, is Jericho. And it's fixing to come crumbling down. But what did he do? He went in and protected his own. He went in and saved his own. So, yeah, this old world is in a wretched place. Think about Sodom and Gomorrah. He did the same thing, didn't he? Don't think for a minute that you've been forgotten. Amen. Don't think for a minute that, it, that, that we've slipped his mind. Because the Bible clearly tells us that he, he is gonna, he's going to protect his own. It doesn't matter how fiery it gets. It doesn't matter what walls are built up around us. He's going to come get his own if we're faithful. Verse 24, But they burned the city and all that was in, the, in it with fire, only the, silver and, uh, only the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and iron 
they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. And Joshua spared Rahab the harlot, her father's household and all that she had. So she dwells in Israel to this day because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Then Joshua charged them at that time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord who rises up and builds this city Jericho. He shall lay its foundation with, with his firstborn and with his youngest. He shall set up its gates. So the Lord was with Joshua and his fame spread out through all the country. The main message I want you to see here this morning, and I, 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 don't, I don't know why God's laid it on my heart these the past few weeks, but it's not for me to question. One accord. One accord. And I believe that as days draw nigh, it's going to require more and more of that one accord. Us being in tune with each other. Us being in tune to the direction that God would have us go. In order for that to happen, we must be in one accord. We must be able to lean on one another. There's, we must be able to, to, to grasp hands and lay hands on one another and ask for God's healing power. We must be able to, to, to gather together and just, just worship together in one accord. That one accord is really a broad statement. But the main thing is, is that we continue to do what many of you are already doing. Pray for one another. Lift one, or, one another up. We don't have to know what's going on in each other's life. We don't have to know the details. I ask you for names and prayer requests just because it helps me remember when I'm praying. You, you already see my notes that I make. When you tell me somebody, I put your name out beside them just so I can try to link them with who, who's told me. Because as soon as I get home, I forget. But there's <coughs> excuse me. There's power in being one people, one God's one people, and being in one accord. There's many, many blessings that come from it. Both to this church and to you personally. There's times I stumble. I know there's times you stumble. But if I got a church full of people lifting me up, I don't even have to know it. I don't even have to know it. But there's a supernatural work taking place when you when, when we're praying for each other like that, when we're lifting each other like like that. Have, have you ever been just just in, in in prayer, and all of a sudden somebody was laid on your heart? That's the Holy Spirit working inside of you. Witnessing to you that, hey, Scott needs to be lifted up this morning. Hey, Janet needs to be elevated before the throne of God this morning. There's something going on. You don't have to know what. Happens to me all the time. I may not even be, at the, be praying at the moment. I can't tell you how many times I've been sitting at my desk at work. And all of a sudden, I just I, I get an overwhelming feeling. Hey, I need to lift so and so up. I need to pray for so and so. Something's going on with this one. Oh, you are to welcome. You are to look forward to that. 
That, that, that's that intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit speaking to you. He's using you in this, in this one accord. We shouldn't look at it like, oh, no, I, I really don't have time to pray right now. I really don't have time for this right now. No, because I'm going to tell you something. As God builds each and every one of us up and uses us to edify the other one, there's more and more of that that takes place. And we ought to be looking forward to that and listening. Listening for the Holy Spirit to say, hey, you know, it may not be somebody, it may be something. But as we're more in tune to that and, and we're, in that, we're in that right relationship with Him in our personal life, then that one accord can be right. So it all boils down to self. It all, in, in order for us to all be in one accord, we all got to take a look at ourselves and make sure that we are in the right place where God would have us be in our relationship with Him. Then, in one accord, we can march around the walls of Jericho in each other's situations and expect the walls to come crumbling down. Weldon, would you dismiss us? Amen.